0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another exciting and informative episode of the Paralegal Voice on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Jill Francisco, an advanced certified paralegal, current NILA president, and your host of this episode of the Paralegal Voice. I have over 22 years of paralegal experience, and I am so excited to share my knowledge and enthusiasm for the paralegal profession with you. We have a wonderful guest for today's show, but before we welcome her, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor, CourtFiling.net, e-file court documents with ease in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. To learn more, visit CourtFiling.net to take advantage of a free 30-day trial. We would also like to thank Legal Inc. Makes it easy for paralegals to digitally automate tasks like business formations, corporate filings, and registered agent services nationwide. Visit legalinc.com/podcast to create your free account. Thank you to NALA. NALA is a professional association for paralegals providing continuing education, voluntary certification, and professional development programs. NALA has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. And also, thank you to ServeNow. ServeNow is a nationwide network of trusted pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, who embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit Servenow.com to learn more. I am so very excited to have Christine Castudio Suero, ACP. Christine is an advanced certified paralegal and an award-winning legal professional and a highly sought-after speaker in her profession, inspiring legal professionals to achieve authentic, purpose-driven careers and lives. A true servant leader, she has led the San Diego Paralegal Association and the California Alliance of Paralegal Association as president and is proud to champion diversity as the first Filipina at the helm of the statewide professional trade association. There are so many topics that Christine could discuss with us today, but I am so excited to have her share her knowledge on the power of you Building a Paralegal Career That Will Move, Touch, and Expire.
1: Thank you, Jill. This is definitely one of my favorite topics to discuss.
0: So I just want to throw out before we begin, Christine, just a little bit of the reason why, I mean, beyond the fact that you're awesome, I had to get you on this show because I feel like it'll really help our listeners that obviously are paralegals. They're in their career. They might be Um, you know, at varied stages of their career. And one of the reasons why your topic really spoke to me is because I feel like sometimes if you've been in your career for a while, mid, maybe to a longer period of time, you know, sometimes people will ask me because I've been uh, paralegal for 22 years now, they'll say, you know, what keeps you interested? What keeps you motivated? How do you keep doing this every day? And yes, I do some of the same tasks every day. But I also do other things that relate to my career to keep me motivated, to keep me enthusiastic, to keep me energized. And I think that that's what a lot of the things that you are going to try to tell us about today speaks to. I did tell a little bit about Christine's background um, when I did her introduction. And Christine, can you elaborate just a little bit more and tell our listeners about your uh, background and experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, in my nine to five job, I'm a senior paralegal and business development director for a small law firm here in San Diego, California. And outside of that, in my extracurricular activities, I am very involved in my community and not just the paralegal profession. So, I am also an educator, I am an instructor at a paralegal program here at a local university. And I've been doing that since 2018. I teach the introduction to law class. But outside of that, you know, I'm very, very involved, like you, Jill in my community. You know, one of the things that you had mentioned is how do you stay engaged? How do you stay engaged in your career after so many years? And really the answer to that for me is that I am very abundantly clear about who I am and what I want out of this. You know, I say this to my students a lot when I teach them. You know, it's my, my class is pretty quick. It's four weeks, and we meet twice a week. So a total of eight classes. And you can only imagine we cram 14 chapters in their textbook within that time period. So I, I like to have it academically rigorous, but I also like to include um, some career coaching in there. So I drop a lot of career coaching into that practical aspect of their course class. And I tell them, you must know who you are. You know, one of the, the, The topic today we're talking about is the power of you and who you are authentically and what you have to offer with your gifts and your skills and your talents. And let me back up just a little bit before I became a paralegal. I actually wasn't supposed to be a paralegal. (laughs) I was, right, Jill, like so many people in our profession. So many people re-career into this profession. I was reading something on the Bureau of Labor Statistics about the paralegal industry, and it said it's slated to grow over 12% over the next several years. So you can only imagine how many people are so interested interested in entering our field. So people who have little to no experience, and some people who are like us who are 15 plus years in the field, maybe even transferring into a different practice area. Well, so long ago, you know, when I was about 16 years old, I actually told my mother, her name is Zena, yes, like the warrior princess. (laughs) I told her, mom, I want to be a civil rights attorney. And she looked at me and she said, um, no, we're going to redirect you into the medical profession. You need a stable job. You know, and I, I just can you imagine my dash dreams at 16 years old being told by my mother, my loving, loving, involved mother said no and, you know, just kind of squashed my dreams to, to enter the law and she kind of redirected me into medicine. And so I ended up studying for my uh, master's in physical therapy. But as fate would redirect my career path, my mother, who was a small business owner, also my mentor and my hero or shiro, if you will, <laughs> She fell ill and I had to come home. And I was away at college and I had to come home and run her business, which I did for 17 of the 20 years that we owned that small business. And wow. it was a board and care facility where we took care of uh, adults with developmental disabilities. So it was also in the helping mm-hmm. profession because I had identified that early on. I don't know about you, Jill, but for me, I. I had a a great self-awareness at a very young age, and I knew whatever I did was going to be in service to others, in helping others. So, you know, when I came back to San Diego to help my mother with her business and help rehabilitate her, you know, I looked around, there was no um, school, I was studying for my master's in physical therapy, there were no, at that time, physical therapy schools here in, in the region. So I had to, you know, kind of take a long, hard look and say, what do I really want to do? with these skills that I have acquired, you know, over these four years in college. And I found a uh, paralegal program, and I just kind of happened upon it and just kind of reignited my passion yep. for the law. And it was a life-changing decision for me. It not only prepared me for my 15-year career in this field, but it also taught me how to be a better business owner. So that's a little bit about my background. You know, it was kind of like a circuitous way of getting into the law. You know, it, it's something that I had thought about as a, a young person and kind of set aside, you know, due to my my uh, redirected career path for by my mom. But, you know, I kind of found, my, found myself back into the law and just really being a passionate advocate.
0: Yeah, and you know, it's funny, a lot of those characteristics that you were mentioning, helping and, and servant, you know, ser- being of servitude, and like you were talking about, I mean, I think it's funny, but the more and more you meet people in the paralegal profession, and you, uh, you know, form relationships, it's like you think, I fi- I think those are a paralegal characteristics, I mean, of our, of our profession, you know, like <laughs> yes. it's everybody Absolutely. always, I mean, the paralegals, we, we want to be helpful, but then we also, you know, gravitate to other, like teachers and to other things that are also helping people whether we ourselves are doing that we support those we promote those we try to you know emphasize those types of things because you know I think it's just part of the whole facet of being a paralegal we're just we want to help each other we want to help others I mean how can you go wrong with that and I think that's awesome that it just things you know sometimes they they just uh, work out the way they're supposed to and I know that that you it definitely was great that you
1: came into our the paralegal field Absolutely. And you know, and on top of, you know, and aside from, you know, my career at my nine to five job and, you know, teaching and kind of how I found myself in this position, I have a lot of activities that I do outside of work, where I volunteer my time, you know, I was actually appointed by our mayor here in the city of San Diego as a commissioner. And I serve to advocate for traditionally underrepresented people to to contract with the city of San Diego, to make it really a vibrant city. City, you know, to live, work, and play. I also served on my town council. You know, I, I do so. I'm like a professional volunteer. <laughs> yes. You know, I love. I love doing pro bono activities. You know, you'll constantly find me. Uh, like for example, this past weekend, I was volunteering at the high school mock trial competition, yep. where we're, you know, we're looking at our future legal superstars. So you know, you often find me outside of work. Um, serving my community to make sure you know that we are enhancing and empowering each other yeah and also the paralegal like you'll
0: you'll notice that you know as a paralegal it's like you don't even probably realize when like you're going to take on you know being the commissioner like you were saying you know it's like how many of your skills and connections and you know community things that you've already done helps you out and you know helps you do things that you know you're trying to volunteer in a different area you're thinking it doesn't have anything to do with being a paralegal the job that you do but then and, you know, you're using your connections, you're using your skills, you're using things that you learned, you know, that through the paralegal profession. So that's why I think a lot of the skills cross over, you know, and compute into different things. And you never know, you know, when you stumble upon something that it's so beneficial that you have that background.
1: Absolutely. You know, and another thing, I know that you and I share this as well. We just really love people. We love meeting people and we love helping people. So I think that's really a common thread that I see amongst people who enter this field as well. I know you said you formally, you know, you started as paralegal,
0: and I know you were in different law firms and things. We briefly worked for the same employer. I know (laughs) we have to mention that for for a very short time, gone before I knew it. But I'm still I'm still there. But that was fun. And so, you know, how did you kind of translate? Which I know you're still in your role as senior paralegal, Mm -hmm. but like, you know, how did you translate for those paralegals that want to, you know, they're in maybe just their traditional role of a paralegal and they want to kind of like branch out? Like, what's kind of the first first thing that you kind of did to start looking at either teaching or the mentoring or the coaching, you know, what kind of got you out
1: of the traditional role? What what did you do first? Well, I was very active with the San Diego Paralegal Association also known as Sidpa. Mm-hmm. I practically served in Every role be- before becoming the president of SIDPA, but my favorite role was as school liaison, where I would go to speak to different paralegal students and provide, you know, uh, resources and mostly encouragement to mm-hmm. them. You know, because it can be a scary thing. You know, I do a lot of career coaching, and the two things I keep finding that keep coming up are competence and confidence, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think because they're so new and so inexperienced in the field that they really lack a lot of confidence. So I I come in and I provide a lot of encouragement to them. Yes, you can do it. You know, and you had mentioned that I had also become the president of the California Alliance of Paralegal Associations, Mm -hmm. CAPA. And it's so funny because as president of CAPA, I actually learned, earned a nickname, the chief encouragement officer. (laughs) (laughs) And <laughs> I love it. I love Rachel, it. I, it is. And I think that's a huge piece of how we stay engaged and how we really advance ourselves and our profession and others. I was asked to speak at many schools across the state, even at, um, across the country. And I always said yes. Yep. And even when it scared me, you know, a lot of people don't realize this about me because I do so much public speaking, but I hated public speaking. I hated public speaking up until about maybe two years into being a paralegal. Mm -hmm. And what I tell people is because I kind of found my voice. You know, I had started doing this thing with the San Diego Paralegal Association School Liaison. I started going out and speaking to students and empowering them and encouraging them. And I felt so compelled to share this message of encouragement to others. And I think that really helped me, you know, also explore a career in teaching. Yep. Because it was, it really primed me for being in that position where, you know, I'm transferring 15 years of knowledge that I have acquired over my career. You know, I've really felt, you know, when I started teaching in 2018, I really did feel compelled to pass on my skills because I said, you know, because I work for a very small law firm with very s- low turnover. So there's there's not too many folks here that I can pass my skills on to. And so when this opportunity came up, I was absolutely a yes, you know, because I said, I feel really compelled to share these skills. A lot of people, you know, when you go through school, that book knowledge, absolutely, we need that as the foundation for our career to be excellent in what we do in our profession. However, there's nothing like on the job right. training. you know and having that kind of mentorship from someone I think that's also a key component I have mentored so many people Mm -hmm. you know and I think that has not just helped them but it's helped me too yeah I
0: agree with that and also I think that it's a lot easier when you were talking about public speech I think it's a lot easier to do something and like you probably didn't even really think about it about, oh, I really don't want to speak. I'm going to be embarrassed. I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to I'm going to feel weird, whatever, because the passion takes over. To, it's more important to you to get your message out and to just, you know, spread and help people than you, that you're nervous.
1: <laughs> exactly. It just kind of, it becomes more important than you. Yes. It, becomes,
0: it becomes bigger than you. So, Christine, before we move on to our next uh, point of discussion, we need to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back.
2: NALA offers continuing education, professional development, and voluntary certification for all paralegals. The Certified Paralegal Credential has been awarded to more than 19,000 paralegals. The Certified Paralegal Program is also the first paralegal certification program accredited by the National Commission for Certifying Agencies. NALA works actively with all those in the legal field to promote the value of paralegals and to advance paralegal professionalism. Learn more about NALA at www.nala.org. Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre-screened process servers. ServNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a free screen process server today. Visit www.servenow.com.
0: Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Christine Castudio Suero, Advanced Certified Paralegal, and today we're discussing the power of you building a paralegal career to move, touch, and aspire. Christine, before we took that last break, we were talking about how beneficial we thought, you know, you got into mentoring people, you got into coaching people, you know, eventually you were into teaching and obviously the students, you know, they, that's a, that's a wonderful platform right there for you to, like you said, mentor them. Give them coaching skills even before they get out. Because if you wait and they try to do that, once they get out, I, I kind of feel like it's too late. It's so nice for them to get some of that information, get some of the inside scoops, get those connections that you can provide for them before they're out trying to get a job and and you know, are panicking and need those skills. What are you I know you have some basic principles that you kind of go on, like your concepts about the power of you and kind of like that you've kind of outlined where people can, you know, get this career to move, touch, and aspire. So maybe just touch on um, a couple of the basics of your concepts that you that you have with that.
1: Sure, absolutely. And I focus on three main things, Jill. And I like to kind of reframe this as advocating for yourself, you know, because we know that part of the rules of professional conduct for our lawyers are to be zealous advocates for yep. their clients, right? So we, we understand this advocacy thing, but sometimes we don't put ourselves You know, as a priority. So I like to encourage people to advocate for themselves in three ways. Really define these things very clearly. Who are you? What you want out of this? And how you plan to get there? You know, and let me start with that who are you? When I, you know, earlier said, I am very clear, abundantly clear about who I am. You know, Socrates said, know thyself. (laughs) You know, and when you know yourself, And really what you want out of this, because I tell my students too, this, you know, in this life, we don't have a do over button. Yep. you know, it's just kind of a one shot deal. So be clear and be mindful about the way that you move forward in not just your career, but in your life, you know, and also don't be afraid to explore what makes you get up every morning. You know, what is that that fire inside that makes you want to do what you do? Every day, you know, because like you said, sure, we have routine parts of our job, but that's not our focal point. Our focal point is really that overarching goal of helping people, of making a difference in this world. And the second point about, you know, what you want out of this, you know, set specific goals. That's really important. A lot of us in at our workplace, you know, we set up these project plans or, you know, case management plans, you know, for our cases, but we don't even do that for ourselves. We don't take the time to do that for ourselves. So it's really, really important to set specific goals for yourself. I like to call it a career development plan. And And I break it out into three phases. The first phase is uh, in six months, where will I be? And I usually say, don't do more than three goals that you're setting for that six-month period. And then in a year, and then in five years. And why I like to have these written down in goals, you know, because it's time-bound, that's what makes it a goal. I like to revisit these plans to see if anything has changed. Check in with yourself. Is this really... Um, honoring you authentically? Is this what you really want to do with your time and talent? You know, and also, uh, this is another very important thing. Just start. So many of us in this field, we suffer from this analysis paralysis, (laughs) right? We have to investigate the you-know-what out of it. (laughs) <laughs> before we can do it, so we have this analysis paralysis where we're like, it must be perfect before yes. I move on, and that is just a false narrative that we all have to stop. We just have to stop with that. Just start. There's this great quote. I think it was by Arthur Ashe. I'm not, oh, actually, it was I think it was Theodore Roosevelt, and I'm paraphrasing, but it basically says, you know, just start with what you have, with what you have, and what you you know intend to do with it. Just yep. start just start. And the last thing I said, how, how you plan to get there, you know, those are the, the things that you're going to have to identify. What are the tools and resources are, that you need in order to get you to where you want to be, where you envision yourself to be? You know, I like to say, where there is vision, there mm-hmm. is life. You know, when you can envision it, you can make it happen. You will become exactly who you decide you will become. And in doing that, you must be bold. You have to ask for what you need You have to be your own cheerleader, right, Jill? We know all about cheerleading. (laughs) You have to. (laughs) And this is really important. You know, there's two final points here. Surround yourself with people who you want to be Mm -hmm. like, people that you admire, people who inspire you. And my last point is really do what you love and love what you do. You know, it sounds so basic, but these things help you really facilitate your career in ways that you could not imagine. I mean, putting myself around, I, I am 15 years into this, Jill, and I still have five mentors that I rely on. And, you know, I'll ring them up from time to time and they'll just kind of coach me and speak praise over me. And it's it's a wonderful thing, you know, because like you said, how do you keep yourself engaged and passionate and evolving in this kind of career? Because it's easy to become stagnant and to kind of just keep doing the same thing over yep. and over and over. You know, isn't that the very definition of <laughs> I insanity? I think so. I think you so. Want a <laughs> you want a different result, but you keep doing the same Why thing isn't over this changing? and over. Over. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> but so that, you know, that's really, it's kind of like that's uh, sage words of advice that I have kind of learned over all these years um, from my own mentors, from my experience and, you know, wisdom with all these well, years. And I
0: think those are so great. All those points are great because actually they apply. And the reason why I think this is so helpful, you know, for paralegals to hear is because like you said, I think that as paralegals, we, you know, we might want to, to change something, to, to try something, to do something. And it's like, you know, oh, there's never a right time. And like you were talking about, you know, you know, just do it, just start, just start, you know, and if, and that's reaching out to people, having the people that support you, using your connections, you know, taking your strengths and going with them. You know, if you're not good at X, Y, Z, that's fine. There's probably 10 other things that you are great at. So, you know, gravitate towards those, you know, recognize those strengths and go with them. Um, And, you know, I think that a lot of these things, like I said, I think they translate into the paralegal field because they they can, you know, you get these feelers out. And like you said, you can go into teaching. You you may be a paralegal and then you want you inspire to be maybe a law office management. And now, you know, that's that's a field that paralegals go into. And it's like it's you you have to find those skills. You have to, you know, have confidence in yourself, like you were saying, and you know, go for it because it's so surprising, you know, I don't want to say nine times out of ten, but it's probably pretty close of what happens you know whether it happens the way you thought it would happen but it goes for the positive side rather than the negative when you take those leaps of face when you when you strive to be your best and you know focus on
1: a real goal that you have and uh that you really want to achieve and it means something to you absolutely and you know everything usually it has a way of working itself yep. out you know, and like you said, even if it isn't exactly what you had envisioned, usually you learn some of your best lessons through those yes. journeys.
0: And I also think that some of this stuff goes to minimizing burnout. That's one thing that when I go around, you know, as president of NALA, I talk like like you were saying, you, you're asked to speak to a lot of things. I talk to affiliates. I, I talk to different schools, you know, things like that. And a lot of the paralegals, you have them about, you know, how do you keep – from getting burnt out. And even I've e i have even had funny story, an associate that had, had worked at the firm, I'd worked with them for probably seven years. And he could not understand how I was still like all excited and, you know, laughing and carrying <laughs> on and yes. just, you know, be bopping around doing my thing every day. And I'm like, well, you're right. I don't like some of these tasks that, you know, I have to do every day that, you know, is just Law related, we have to do the things that we have to do, you know, or else we'll be getting ordered from the court or something. But, um, but I said, I do other things. Like you were saying, I reach out. I got involved with my national professional association. I got involved with my local professional association that's in my paralegal uh, field. You know, I started to go up and speak at the local um, paralegal school because I if you love the profession you want it to thrive into the future and so you're going up there you're speaking to students you're maybe making connections with them helping them out you're that's that's going to be the future of the profession you know and i started to do these little things and like you said it snowballed obviously back mm-hmm. back 14 years ago or whatever it is i would have never thought I'd be the president of the national association, but it just happens. <laughs> yes. Like it just happens. And mm-hmm. and and when you were talking about mentoring, I of course want to mentor, and I could never help. I, I always say I could never repay the people that have helped me and mentored me along the way. But sometimes it's funny. You've I've helped somebody, and I didn't even know it. You know, I I, I want to do it purposefully, but. A lot of times it'll be a note or it'll be a call or it'll be a text that'll say, well, you know, Jill, I did X, Y, Z, and I stepped out of my comfort zone and I, you know, volunteered to do this. And now I'm achieving this because, you know, you encouraged me. And and I know that's one of your points that you said back to encouragement. Sometimes people just need to be encouraged. And I think that's one thing with paralegals too. You get in a habit, You work. you work under the attorney, you have, you know, your role, you know, you're not the, boss. You know, you're, you're in your role. And I think a lot of times we kind of continue in that role and you forget that you're not always in that role. You know, you can branch out and you can be in charge. You can be, hold a leadership position, in, you know, be a leader, a position, even though you're not the boss, so to speak, in your office, that doesn't translate in other things you do uh, when you get out of the office. And sometimes these paralegals, uh, new or even mid-career that hasn't done it before, they just need to be asked to do something. Hey, would you like to serve on this committee? Would you like to do this? Would you like to teach? Would you like to share your experiences? It just takes you to ask somebody. You know, when you ask them, they're like, oh, I I never really thought I could do it. Or, you know, you say, hey, I think you'd be great at that. And then they're wonderful and they've helped and they've shared. And then it also makes them feel
1: great, honestly. You know, like you said. Absolutely, that is. It is the antidote <laughs> yes, to burnout. Yes, You know, helping, sharing is caring. <laughs> so, you know, when we help people, it really helps us, right? You know, and that's, there's, there are, the struggle is real, Jill, with burnout. It's not even a joke. We see this across the board, not just lawyers, but also people in, you know, legal support roles, because this is, it's a tough, it's a tough gig. You know, oftentimes it is pressure driven. It's like a pressure cooker environment, right? But, you know, there are, yes, there are ways that we can handle burnout or, you know, it before it becomes that bad, where it gets to that stage of where you are in burnout, because it's hard to come back from that. People can, but it is really hard. So you should be really mindful, you know, practicing mindfulness, revisiting your goals, helping. It just helps you to stay on course. But also another thing that people need to really be aware of is self care. Self care is not selfish; it is self. Less, you know that saying where they say the cup runneth over. What's in the cup is for me, and what runneth over is for everyone else. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right? I love it's like that. When the flight is, what are the, the flight attendants. What do they say when when the oxygen mask falls from the cabin above you? What do you do first? put it on yourself. Why? Because you're useless yes. to everyone else. If you don't take care of yourself yeah, first, you're no good to anyone That's
0: else. That's great advice. With I mean, obviously in our high stress, I want to say, uh, field, our paralegal careers, but that's good advice just all the way around to anyone, actually. Christine, before we move on to hit our last little point of discussion, we need to take another quick commercial break. So we'll be right back.
2: Today's episode is brought to you by Legal Inc., Legal Inc. is empowering paralegals to embrace their inner legal Rockstar by automating the everyday tasks that hold them back. Through their free dashboard solution, paralegals can quickly and easily automate services like business formations, corporate filings, registered agent services, and more. Visit LegalInc.com to create a free account and check out LegalInc.com forward slash podcast for a chance to win legal Rockstar swag. This episode of the Paralegal Voice is brought to you by CourtFiling.net, your solution for electronic filing in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. CourtFiling.net provides a better e-filing experience so you can spend more time helping clients. Because they know that work sometimes happens after hours, CourtFiling.net offers 24-7 phone, email, and chat support. Visit CourtFiling.net to receive 30 days of unlimited free electronic filings and see how you too can e-file court documents with ease.
0: Welcome back to The Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Christine Castudio Suero, Advanced Certified Paralegal. And before the break, we were wrapping up our discussion about how to minimize career burnout. And the last thing that I wanted to kind of get Christine to talk about, because I know she has so many fabulous ideas to share and to help paralegals about, is, you know, advice to paralegals, really kind of specific advice that want to branch out in the many areas and uh, activities and things that we've been talking about. I wanted to kind of get your advice, Christine, on, on how does someone begin that and where do they go and what can they do?
1: The first thing I would really implore people to do is to join your local paralegal association. That was really one of the best decisions I have ever made for my career. It connected me with people that I could never have connected with on my own, you know, and just the fact that we were doing things to advance our, our profession was amazing to me. You know, we, we developed such great networks by some of the projects that we had worked on through our local paralegal association. And now we've kind of evolved into this group of people that have a heart and a passion for social justice. So we, you'll find a lot of our members um, in mass actually volunteering for the Clean Slate Clinic where we help process expungements for people who have misdemeanors or, you know, like I just did the mock trial. You know, I was a courtroom monitor for the high school students. There's so many opportunities Throughout the year, where we encourage our members to really make a difference, you know, to really use your skills in service to others. Another thing is is to make sure you invest in yourself. You know, a lot of us um, think about, well, you know, I went and got my paralegal training. I don't really need to keep going and refreshing myself. But you really do. The law is dynamic; it changes, and we we need to partake in continuing legal education. But on top of that, invest in yourself in other areas. For me, I actually went through NALA's, back in the day, it was Mm -hmm. called LEAP, LEAP program. And that was leadership development for paralegals. And that really... I caught the bug and I actually developed a program for CAPA, for the California Alliance of Paralegal Associations, to develop our association leaders across the state of California. And I went on to do um, more leadership development for myself. In fact, I just, I think I mentioned this to you, Jill. I was just ex- uh, selected as part of the 2020 cohort for the Anti-Defamation League Glass Leadership Institute, where I'm going to be learning about what the ADL does and championing uh, you know, this human relations and civil rights uh, movement by the anti-defamation. And look rate.
0: how that civil rights comes back <laughs>
1: to you that you right, wanted know, right?
0: to do. That's so cool though, you know, <laughs> that you funny? think about that. And then I know that has to make you, it's just, it's almost like it's a little message, you know, <laughs> like here's a little something that you wanted to do.
1: <laughs> it's validation for my 16 year old yes. self, right? And I'm like, see, I was That's meant super to cool and so proud of you. Congratulations on that. Thank you so much, Jill. I appreciate that. But you know, on top of that, in that same vein, be a lifelong yes. learner. Really, have that habit of curiosity and really asking why. You know, why does that happen? Why is it that way? You know, that's where innovation is bred, right? It's from asking those kind of questions, like, Challenging the status quo and asking why are things done this way? Could we do them differently? What would that look like? And that's part of your evolution as a leader, you know, and making change and things better. And also to look and ask for opportunities to develop yourself, not just in your workplace, but you know, in these other uh, avenues such as uh, volunteering with the paralegal association or other areas. You know, wherever you have a passion to serve and use your time, make sure you ask for opportunities to really develop yourself. And you know, last but not least, know. Never, 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 never give up. Yep. Never give up. Just keep going. You know, when when it gets hard, you have to find that deep within yourself, that strength, you know, that flame, that thing that drives you. You have to keep going. Because you know, I talk about failure a lot. You know, I say fail big. <laughs> fail big. <laughs> go big or gone. <laughs> right? right? I mean, like, think about some of the most famous people that we know, like Lucille Ball. Right. She's the most famous comedian um, that we know. And she she was like a B-list actress. And she was told by an agent that she was not pretty enough to be on TV. You know, even um, I heard a story of Michael Jordan that he got cut from his JV basketball league. (laughs) Yeah. Think if he would have quit back then. I know. All the greatness that we would have missed out on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the point is, just don't give up. Mm -hmm. Perseverance. Really have that eye on the prize and know that you can get there.
0: Yeah, and I love where you when you said be a lifelong learner because one of the things that I always talk about as paralegals, you never know, I never ever turn down education, whether it's a little CLE, whether it's something I got an email on about a webcast that kind of sparks my, you know, attention, or even if it doesn't, it, it's you know right in front of me and I can go to it because you never know what you're gonna need. You'll never know when someone's gonna ask you to do something, whether it's in your job, whether you unexpectedly lose your job, and you all of a sudden need to find another job, and you're like, oh, well, you know, I took a class on that, or I took a, you know, advanced certification on that, or I took, you know, a college class, or, you know, whatever it is that, you know, has now helped you when you thought, I'm not going to take that. That's not for my job. I don't need that. You know, be, like you said, be a lifelong learner. I never say no to education, and so many times, you know, I've, I've taken a class on something and then it's been, you know, three months, six months, a year. And then all of a sudden somebody's like, Hey, do you ever know how to do this? And I'm like, Oh wait, I think I, I heard, took a class on that. And you know, here you go. I mean, a perfect example was way when it first came out, how to properly preserve the Facebook and the social media and all that kind of evidence. So it can be admitted into evidence and use at trial. And when I did it, we weren't even looking at that stuff. And now mm-hmm. it's so hot topic and mm-hmm. you know, I, I really, I know all the programs and I know the process and I know what you, uh, the do's and the don'ts. And, you know, it's like, I could have easily not gone to that seminar, you know, that taking that class. And so I love your advice to be a lifelong learner. And that's really investing yourself. I mean, a lot of these tie in that you're, that you talk about. And like you said, the other thing is, it's phenomenal advice is join your local paralegal association, because not only will you find, you know, stuff with your career, but, you know, as you know, a lot of paralegal associations, you know, they volunteer at the Humane Society, they serve at the soup kitchen, they do all this stuff. And so you're going to find your passion through, like you said, the community, other organizations, just helping out things that not that are not necessarily law-related. But that paralegal association provides the platform for you Absolutely. and the connections for you to to do those things. And, you know, because it, it takes everybody. Like It's like, I always try to figure out why do people come? You know, why do people join? Why do people don't join? And those are the type of things that you're talking right there. Like, say, you know, San Diego Paralegal Association, they're going to have a big event to, you know, help the homeless or do a breast cancer walk. And somebody, who knows, you might get them out of their shell and to become an active member because that's their passion.
1: Oh, 100%. I mean, takes all kinds. <laughs> Absolutely. It really does. And I'm glad you bring up the Paralegal Association, too, because, you know, we we have talked about this, too, in the past about how we love to do work that impacts many. You know, and that is really, really important. And one thing I did want to share is I had done a, an interview recently with someone I have mentored and coached over the years. And she was actually, um, she joined the San Diego Paralegal Association. And I did an interview on her for how'd you do that? Because she went from paralegal to employer relations manager for a huge, huge company. Wow. You know, I just admired her tenacity and her perseverance. And, you know, and when I did that online group coaching session, because my students kept asking me, to work with me and I'm like I'm only one person. Yep. You know, so I said let's do this, you know, I'm a problem solver. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do an online group coaching session. Anyone can log in and I'll post it, you know, so that people can access it online on demand whenever they want and kind of get that that messaging. But what I really loved from the person that I had interviewed, her name is Sarah Lutz, and she's a certified paralegal. The last thing that she left everyone with that day, it was beautiful. She said, "You know, yes, you can learn all these skills and be the best in your profession, but be kind." Mm. She said, "Be kind." So and, you know. As the right and as the late Maya Angelou has said, people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Mm. That's
0: very true. That's wonderful, and I, I listened to your um, interview with her, and it, it, it's amazing, and it's, it also speaks to your never give up. You know, as paralegals, don't give up. You know, whether it's in your job, you know, you're you're looking for that certain you know thing in the fourteen thousand pages of documents that we have to review <laughs> yeah. to find you know that certain thing. You know, we don't give up there, and so translate that into not giving up on yourself, not giving up on, you know, your goals, your dreams, your, you know, other things you want to do. That doesn't, you're not discounting yourself because you're focusing on the future. You know, I think sometimes people think I need to just focus on what's in front of me. I'm cheating, you know, what's right in front of me. If I'm always thinking to the future, you know, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't think that at all. Like, I think you need to be looking to the future. And if you're, and just because you're looking to do something else doesn't mean that's a negative. That doesn't mean that what you're doing in front of you is a negative or that you hate it and you want to move on. It's just a, a goal that you have. It's something you want to accomplish. You know, do, do it all. Do, do it all. Don't yes. sell yourself short.
1: Absolutely.
0: But I, Absolutely. I, I, lo- I love all your advice. And I really, really appreciate you um, and all the time that you give because, you know, I know we know each other personally and and I value our friendship and I value all the stuff you've given and your time and everything to the to the paralegal field and, and all your other volunteer things. But it means a lot and your dedication you know, shines through, not just in your work, it'll shine, it shines through in all the things you do. So I-, I really appreciate it. And I hate to say it, but that's all the time we have for today on this episode. Uh, and thank you so very much for being my guest today. I so appreciate it. And you discussed a lot of valuable information that some of our listeners will definitely, I know, without a doubt, want to get some more of. So what's the best way for them to contact you?
1: Well, you can find me on social media, Christine Custodio. You can just search me. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, but I'm also on my website, christinecustodio.com. So that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-C-U-S-T-O-D-I-O.com or by email at christine.custodio at gmail.com. Oh, Christine, thank you so much again. I really appreciate you joining me. Thank you, Jill. Also,
0: thank you so much to all our listeners today who tuned in. If you have any questions or comments for me, please contact me at jfrancisco@lawgical.com. At That's L-A-W-G-I-C-A-L.com. I hope you will join me for our next episode next month. I'm Jill Francisco for The Paralegal Voice, signing off.